0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Come, Sit Down, Let's Talk. I am Master Life Coach Michelle Kennedy, the Chief Curator of Embrace You Training Solutions, also known as Miss Get You Together. This is a topic that is near and dear and true to my heart. Uh, We're going to do a four-part series on church rehab. So I have invited some preacher's kids to come and have this discussion with me, and we're going to get it to y'all just like it is. Uh, how they said, straight, no chaser. Uh, when it comes to the current situation of the church, I think it's time to start having some conversation about what's happening, what has happened, because I feel like we've lost a whole generation of preacher kids who just don't want nothing to do with church or Christ. Um, and I think that we're able to reach them to give them a safe place to heal. And that's where we're going to start. We're going to have a doggone conversation. Y'all ready? I'm yeah. ready. Right. <laughs> all right. So we're going to let them go and introduce themselves so you all know what we're working with, Derek.
1: Yes, I am Derek Mercer. I am a drug dealer. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, am not a drug dealer. I am Derek Mercer Jr. Of course, I'm a preacher, a minister. Can you believe it, PK? And no, I'm not doing this because of my dad. Um, <laughs> but I am a preacher. I am a life coach. I'm a mentor. Uh, I love to say more than anything, I'm a father, I'm a father of twin boys, I love my boys very dearly, and uh,
2: that's who I am. Alright.
3: That was
2: quick and simple. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Bruce Allen, I am a PK, I'm also a minister, uh, new husband in this married life. Oh, uh, congratulations. we will bring two years this year. Um, well, you, so,
0: you real new. <laughs> I'm real new, <laughs>
3: real
2: new, um, and I am excited to be here. Awesome. I am Deidre. That's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: had a feeling that's how she was going to give it to us. So it is... a pleasure to have uh, you all to come and share, uh, creating the space on a platform where it can reach uh, far beyond people who will ever get an opportunity to see. Uh, I do want to say, I I knew both of your dads preceding you all. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad um, uh, laid sprinkler systems and Mm -hmm. did a lot of work for Pastor Diamond. Um, And then me and Jeff Proctor came up together. Who is has introduced me to your dad at certain places, and who don't know your dad. Right. <laughs> uh, if you've lived here, you know him. And then uh, I came up to missionary at Baptist Church where Reverend Green, he was the superintendent and your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, ministry was a part of it. So me and Robert, we actually grew up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew your parents preceding you. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't know any of you all. Yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe it's a, a big difference in age, because I'm like 49. It's a gap. It's yeah.
1: a gap. <laughs> I'm okay. no, you don't, I don't want my government.
4: <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm okay
2: with that. I'm okay with yeah, that. I
4: mean, just,
0: just a little gap, a little yeah. light
2: like, yeah. gap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: knew y'all. I knew y'all aunts and uncles and uncle there, right? there you go. <laughs> that's that's yeah, my uh, who you mentioned, Robert. That's my uncle Robert. that's, yes. that's my dad's baby brother. The baby Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yep. We bro. were alike because um, both of our parents had us later in our years, so we have like an older set of siblings, mm-hmm. and then it's this many years and then it's us because it's the same way with me but grew up singing in the choir directing Mm -hmm. in the choir uh just being a preacher's kid, you know um and my mom she pastors well she recently retired because she's like 84 now so she's recently (laughs) retired but growing up under the expectation of what people think preacher's kids are supposed to be. Uh I was thinking today and one of the things that was so ironic to me is like um people have the thing that they say about preachers kids but they yet expect preachers kids to be perfect. Like how you how you you say I'm wild but you expect me to be perfect. I was like that's such an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. But and growing up like how did that stigma like hover over you as being a child. Like how did your parents deal with it? Oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: so growing up, I, we were in a glass house. That's 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 something that I will never forget. And I sometimes still, because of the name that my the weight that my name yeah. carries, yeah, I still am looked at even though I'm older, mm-hmm. a little more responsible. Um, it still carries a lot of weight. And so it was just you know, I had to share my parents. I, I was Only child, I don't share nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it was very, I understood it, though, to a degree. I understood, and it, I was never not around my parents too much. I was either traveling with my dad when he was doing music, or I was, ever, I was at church, so it was mm-hmm. never like an empty space, mm-hmm. um, but it never really bothered me, because most of the time he was always home, or I was always around. I was never really... Away from them too long to be concerned about where they were. Okay. So that part didn't bother me, but having to realize that they needed a break at times, that kind of bothered me the most. Is okay. We we've been at church seven days. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna do the same thing next week too. Then we're gonna do revival. Oh no! no, no, no. But I had no choice back then. But that's that's how I saw it.
0: Yeah, it's funny because. Preacher's kids now don't really get it the way True. we got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all yeah,
2: got it worse than me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, our, our family, uh, my sister and I, it's, it's six of us. I'm the oldest of six. Uh, I think to give it real proper context, it would be, I don't just come from a father that was a pastor. I come from a leadership family, mm-hmm. right? Father, mother, um, and uh fourth generation preacher, so if you go Mm -hmm. on my father's side, my father is a pastor, my grandfather was a pastor, my great-grandfather was a pastor. Mm -hmm. You go on my mother's side, uh, my mother is a missionary. You have, uh, my grandmother was a district missionary, Sunday school teacher, she was a leader, she was an evangelist, she traveled, she was an elder. Her sister, so all of that ministry, my uncle, the late bishop C.D. Kinsey, course i miss him so very much um and so just coming from that so when you're growing up in that type of model especially on both sides mm-hmm. the first thing that people need to understand about being raised in that model is the first expectation a lot of times for us growing up and my sister can put it in our own context we, we're very close um but here's what i remember for sure um not so much just what the people said Mm -hmm. is what they expected of us first Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things is that um, when you are in leadership especially growing the way that we did uh, there was no place uh, to be pitiful there was no place Mm -hmm. to be hurt there was Mm -hmm. no place because most of the time um, people would oftentimes want to use your relationship um, with your parents mm-hmm. to get close to them, yeah, you have mm-hmm. to inherit yeah. jealousy, jealousy from people. Yes. Uh, they think you're automatically rich, mm-hmm. yeah. right? <laughs> <All> <laughs> because right. You, you know you have y'all. You got what you have. Your dad's taking all the money. Yeah. You didn't understand. You don't know how we're working. Right. I had to work right. in ministry. I had to start in church. I had to clean up. I had to sweep the floor. I had to mop the floor. I had to uh, my dad in place. So my dad said God gave me a vision. That means the whole house got a vision. Yeah. <laughs> you are gonna clean up. That yeah. means you're gonna work it. And so you got people that sit right in there, right, and that they have this admiration, seemingly, but sometimes on the belief is jealousy. You yeah. have, uh, you're not human. You don't hurt. You don't right. feel. Right. You don't fight. You don't. Uh, you're supposed to be perfect. They think that because of the message. That your parents or your family preaches that you're supposed to be enabling, modeling this. Yes. You got to be perfect, right. and so your process is ugly because when you fail, mm-hmm. you then have to deal with. I don't need my preacher, I need my parents. Right. Yes, while well, simultaneously have to deal with uh, people who are judging you and picking you apart. And telling you that, you know, ain't nobody in church no good. And um, you thank you all of that. And yes. you, I don't even know myself. I don't know where I come from. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and so uh, many times for, for for me growing up, my sister, um, and you can jump in on this, D. Okay. Don't be scared. <laughs>
4: don't
1: be scared. Uh, you can jump in on this. Um, we, a lot of times, uh, we had to be. My sister and I—we're as close as we are because we had to become each other's outlet. Yes. And man, I can only imagine what it's yeah, like for you because yeah. you are the only sibling, right? right? Yes. And uh, people like us are often misunderstood. I'm a very loving person. I meet people. I don't mean any strangers. I don't like weird energy, right. weird faces. Right. People yes. are, what are you right. doing? Right. Why are you sad? <laughs> you know, what's going on?
2: You
4: don't like love. You don't like
1: hello. <laughs> <laughs> Come out of it. <laughs> You're tripping, yeah. right? Because the reality of it is is that everybody's going through something and just because our parents were in leadership, yes. we're human just like you. Yes. Right. We're not little gods. Right. We're just right. individuals that's right. trying to figure it out. And sometimes being tired and exhausted from having a servant ministry because remember yes. we're the first one to get there, we're the last, last one to leave. I played the drums. I knew three notes on the keyboard. You know? <laughs> play on the anointing. I don't know. <laughs> right? And so in light of that, and so Dean, what you think? You know, that's that's how it was for us. What well, yeah.
3: yeah. I always thought it was honestly stupid for people to think just because you're a preacher's kid that you're the worst one. Yeah. Because in my mind, are you reading out of the same Bible we're talking right. oh, about? Yeah. So yeah. what does that it's say right about your kids right. and your parenting? Yeah. I always thought that was a very stupid analogy to have as far as any comparison to a PK to a regular parent it's the same thing Yes. you're saying you're serving the same god you're reading the same bible why would there be any difference
0: we're not
3: we're human yeah
0: that's (laughs) that i know one of the craziest things for me is they expect for the pastor To go see their children when they're in trouble Mm -hmm. but then expect the pastor's children not to face those same Mm -hmm. adversities Mm -hmm. and to me that is the oddest thing Mm -hmm. um i know like for me growing up there was this mandate to serve Mm -hmm. like it wasn't an option Mm -hmm. um which was good but It created like a divide like my mom has eight children I'm the only one who's in church my siblings said I ain't going to church I went to church enough as a child like when I said my mama made us go to church as a child I used to suffer from migraines and I don't think my mama really knew the severity mm-hmm. of what a full fledged debilitating migraine looks like. And I remember one Tuesday, it was Bible study, and I was like, my head is hurting so bad. And she was like, uh, uh-uh, uh get dressed, come on. Cause the best place to die is in the house of the Lord. <laughs>
4: oh my God. <laughs> 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 to healed first, You're healing before you get to there. <laughs>
0: this thing, and she don't even remember telling me that. Oh, wow. I'm like, Mama. I'm like, that was child abuse. Like, you should have you been saying about me. And she's like, I did, yes! Like, you, I had a medical condition. Like, you should have been saying about me. But I didn't die, so it wasn't too bad. But that was traumatic. Yeah, like a
1: great deal of that generation in particular, they they were very strong about their faith. Yes. Like, my, my grandmother, and I'm definitely strong about mine um and uh but of course we in time we've evolved, we have a better understanding right. uh obviously uh science is important, we have an omniscient god all knowing so is mm-hmm. he's, it's he's, he's very it's very intentional, and so God has called us through avenues of education to be more aware of medical science yes. and where we are and, and what chemical imbalances and things of that nature, right. and so it's important we need therapists now, but you know they wouldn't have believed that in sure. that time and so uh, maybe Jesus ain't your there. <laughs> so uh, that's, you know, that's just the reality of what we come in. But I, I, I want to go back to something that you said. You you said something that, that was um, very important about how these relationships, uh, and if y'all see me do this on camera, it's because it's a beautiful light in here so... I love it. But it's just it's so, well, I, I'm not winking at you on TV. Right? I'm, just, I'm trying to make sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not I'm not the pastor like me. Right? I'm not, I'm to, like, mess, all right? But uh but but anyway, um uh, understanding so a lot of times when, when, when people uh have things that are going on, honestly, my greatest dysfunction came from people in the church. Mm-hmm. They did. showed me how to oh, do yes. it. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. hey, yes. That's yes. what we did, dirt not we? Yes. <laughs> Stand <Yes. at> sister. <laughs> sister. <laughs> sister.
1: <laughs> they showed you. Yeah. You, you know what
0: I'm
3: saying?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm I trying not to go there. I, I'm going to miss getting together. Like,
3: <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day and yeah. I almost got upset because I was like man, yeah. this was so dysfunctional yeah. and we had no we didn't have an option yeah. but to be around yeah. these yes. people and their likeness of kids yeah. yes. and yes, yeah. you know, whatever and they... they yeah it it was a lot yeah Yeah.
0: and the thing is it's like we didn't know the stuff no we went to their home and got exposed to it and then got ridiculed for doing the same thing that they kids was doing and they were
3: the ones telling
0: it it's like wait did you you tell
1: me (laughs) true story i'll never forget this uh belt I don't know if y'all remember when uh, <laughs> bone bracelets. Did you know the story? herringbone uh, bracelets. Yes. Yeah. That was that used to be the thing. That
0: was the thing. Uh, yeah, he don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't that much yeah, 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 I know,
1: but yeah, but don't worry. About it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Harrenbourn. That was the thing. That was the thing. So there was this there was this girl uh, that went went out church, hanging out with her, and uh, she was like she was like. Uh, I was like, man, I want one of them one bracelet. I was like, man, I wish I had the money for it. Uh, She's like, let's go steal. First, I was like, girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get in trouble. She was like, no, I'm telling you, it'll be easy. I mean, she went through this whole scenario. And I'm all scared, nervous. One, I knew how I was raised. I had never stole nothing a day right. in my life. right? And so we go there. She's like, this is what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going I'm to um, uh, just hit the bracelet. It's going to fall on the floor. All you need to do is pick it up, put it in your pocket. We're walking straight out. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm scared. I'm so, she done did it. I picked it up, put it in my pocket. Walk in. Here goes somebody. Come in.
4: Oh, wow!
1: I go upstairs. It's like, we finna call police. You finna go downtown. What? I ain't scared about the police. I'm scared. I'm finna get a whooping. you right. <laughs> but my daddy's fine. this like, I'm finna get a whooping from now. Until- Today <laughs> So I'm scared. I Man, I am boy. I am woo so little, right? And so uh just so happened, one of the members of the church, uh, she worked uh for them at the time. And uh she saw my name when they was doing a listing, and she said, uh, she said, Oh, that's my pastor's son. She said, I'm gonna get him and take him with me. Long story short, when it came down to it. The girl had told my dad and all of them, it was my idea. Wow. wow. She said it was my idea. She told me not, we shouldn't do it. She said, but I told her, let's go get it. I want it real bad. And she went along with me. And I had to eat that. Mm-hmm. And you and and so I don't know how you were raised. Uh
2: my dad was uh whoop first, talk later. Yeah, see yeah. and my, and my dad was a is is currently an alpha, so they gave them paddles. <laughs> I have a different level of beating I experience. My mom used to, have to sometimes beat a house. I love you, Daddy. I I, really, I appreciate the beans. But back then, I really did. It. My daddy is an alpha. So I have a
1: man, you got right. me hollering, man.
2: Yeah, and and so, uh,
1: my dad, you know, he was he he asked questions. That I wasn't sure, if, I don't know if you want to an answer to And so I mock him a lot, you know, especially, <laughs> and my siblings love me to mock him because I, my dad, he would think we were raised in military. Mm-hmm. So the scenario went literally like this. Why did you do it? And I was like, I didn't, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a notice, And I had to eat that. But think about it psychologically. Yes. I wore that experience mm-hmm. and I took the blame for something mm-hmm. that wasn't even my idea. Right. right? And also portray to other church people, mm-hmm. look at what the pastor's son did. Right. Yes, yeah. right.
0: yeah. I know, like, for me, um, my dad gave me, like, a level of liberty that um, many in church didn't even understand, like, he would allow me to go do things. Mm-hmm. Like, everything I could think about I wanted to do, right. yeah, I, it mm-hmm. was I, it was good. And back then, we was going to Skate City. So, my dad, he would go, he would pick up all my friends, he will take us to Skate City, Mr. Gibson going to be calling across the microphone, <laughs> uh, and he going to come back and pick us up. Mm-hmm. So, because they gave me so much liberty, mm-hmm. I was tagged as the fast one.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And even... Um, One of my closest friends, her mom was like, I don't want you around her because she's the fast one. Mm -hmm. And I was already because, okay, so my family was doing good. My godmother was wealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, They owned like all the houses on one street. Mm -hmm. So anything I could think of like uh, Easter I had three Easter dresses. Like, I'm I'm in the Easter pageant three times, you know. So I was already marked because I was the most um, gifted in gifts as well as the most gifted. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always the leader. I taught the youth Sunday school. I directed the choir and things of like that. So it was like the levels of marks that was on my life oftentimes isolated me. And the crazy thing is, I was one of the ones who wasn't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Why? Because my daddy said, hey, you graduate without a baby in your hand and a diploma in the other, I'm going to buy you a car. Mm-hmm. And that's all I could think about is I'm going to get that car. <laughs> so I was the only one not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I was, and many of them got pregnant. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And I, it always made me feel like you were shining a light on me. Mm-hmm. You should have been thinking about your kids. Exactly but i was the one with the mark on my head like y'all play way too much yeah
3: yeah yeah i can definitely identify with that always been marked the fast one i was afraid of sex so because they talked about it so gross (laughs) to turn you away from it um that i would not engage but of course naturally you do like boys you know mm-hmm. so you know that somebody's interested i've always been pretty so you would be in compromising positions and so unfortunately if i'm standing talking to a guy doesn't mean that i'm sleeping with him right mm-hmm. and that would be a lot of the things that would happen sometimes even with certain relatives they would put you get yeah. out there like you know but but these are the relatives that are professing salvation, but you don't see no fruit from it. They're yet shining a light on what you're doing. They think you're doing, but it's like, but I saw you smoking a <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I, smoking So things of that nature, it always made me afraid to engage mm-hmm. because you never wanted it to be looked upon as something that it wasn't right. so you just stick with your that's why I'm so close to my brother because it's easy it's like if you question anything I'm with him and he gonna be he, that one there he, he'll fight
0: <laughs> So it was, definitely,
3: it was always safe but outside of that I had no safety I couldn't have I, I felt like I could not really depend on even friends mm-hmm. because there was a line that you had to even draw with them you couldn't really be vulnerable no. because you're a pk and yeah. you can't share certain things that you really needed to have an outlet yes me and my brother honestly we shouldn't have been able to we should have had other people we could have depended mm-hmm. on that was older but we couldn't trust people right. because they would take it and turn it for their own gain yeah and it always worked against us it was like well, why are you and I tell you, the first thing I tell you, you run it back. Yeah. Yes. And you would think it would be something, um, you know, like detrimental. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was just out of curiosity. Hey, why is this <clears throat> looking like this? Because that doesn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. And I know that that's not how that's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And because I called it, now I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah. real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that we, uh, growing up, I always say that I wish that we had a we had communities for mm-hmm. VKs growing up, of course, we are aware now, Yeah. Uh, just so that we could be able to call and say, hey, how you doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's going on, um, so that we can transparency and definitely parents being more aware. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things, and I'll, of course, give it back to you, show. <laughs> I think one of the things is that where we have missed it in the church uh, unintentionally uh, is that Family was your first ministry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you win the people off the streets and you lose your family,
0: yeah. yep. you still have an F. Yep. And Amen. you want to get an
1: A right? and yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, we definitely going to pick back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right there. Because um, I, as a life coach, I coach a lot of pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm called to people who lead people. And one of the pastors shared um shared with me, he said, My dad never came to one of my football games, wow. but he went to support other people's wow. children. He's like fifty-five years old and that still haunts him today. So a lot of the trauma that came from it, we still need to have those conversations. Yes. We still need and we're gonna pick up right there. I am Master Life Coach Michelle Kennedy, and we are in church rehab. Join us again next Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Lit TV Network. Same time, same bad channel. Are you a life coach who've been certified for some time and you just need a refresher on what's the latest and the greatest in life coaching? I have something just for you. We are hosting a refresher course that's a 10-week course that's going to give you the information you need about being a life coach, about the business of life coaching, and how to make that money. You can go and get more information on our website at embrace number 4 youcom We'll be glad to have you aboard. See you there.